Welcome to the Connected Mom Podcast, where we have real conversations helping you to connect more deeply with God, more empathically with your fellow moms, and more intentionally with your child. I'm Becky Harling, your host, and I have with me today my amazing co-host, Sarah Wildman. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Becky. It's great to be on, and we have a great guest today. You know, we always have great guests, but a lot of them have pointed us to prayer, right? Like prayer is yes. so crucial in being a mom. But I do know from experience that sometimes we can also feel guilty about our prayer lives, especially when we're in the thick of momming, as I say. Uh, we hear a lot of shoulds, right? What if prayer doesn't yes. feel natural or goodness, I can't even stay awake in the morning if I'm having a quiet time. I mean, you know, we're all different. And I so I think what I'm really excited about today is that our guest really acknowledges that things are a little different for everybody. So I'll let you take it from there. Yeah. So we are talking about prayer today. And again, one of Sarah and I, uh, one of our chief goals for this podcast is to not make you feel guilty because we happen to think that there's enough guilt in the motherhood journey. So we don't want to add to that. But our guest today is amazing. She's one of my favorite people. Her name is Janet McHenry. And Janet has been writing about prayer for a lot of years. She actually has written 27 books. I can't even wrap my mind around that. But one of her best-selling books was Prayer Walking. And I remember reading it back in the day, right when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I would take a prayer walk every day leading up to the surgery. And Janet's words really ministered to me during those seasons. But today we're talking about Janet's new book called Praying Personalities. And I don't know about you, but I am so intrigued by this because, you know, we know there are all kinds of personality tests out there. You've probably done the Enneagram or Strength Finders or the Myers-Briggs. And I just can't wait to dive into this conversation about our prayer personalities and the fact that we are all wired differently. So yeah. welcome, Janet. It is delightful to have you with us today. I'm so excited to be here with you, ladies. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So let's dive right in. I mean, you talk about praying personalities, and I, I kind of love that. And so how are praying personalities, like what made you pick that as your topic? Where did you come up with this idea? Well, I, w I was one of those women. Um, I had to begin to uh, recognize that um, I was developing a lot of shoulds, even in my prayers, like you, we hear them all the time, right? Like you should have a prayer closet and go there an hour a day, or you should have a prayer journal and write out all your prayers, or, you know, you should have a, a notebook and date your prayers and, and keep track of when the answers come and all of that. And that's all fine and good, but sometimes that doesn't feel like us. Well, you know, but I was still that person because I was so crazy about the practice of prayer walking that I would say, oh, you should, you should go out and, and walk and pray for your community as you're walking. And, you know, consider that your ministry for your town. And so I was one of the shoulds. <laughs> and, um, but as, yeah. I <laughs> as I spoke about that, even, you know, across the country here and there, there'd always be someone who would come up to me and say, but Janet, I can't walk. 
What do I do? And so that kind of hung with me until a couple of years ago, I was uh, doing a presentation about how, how writers can incorporate even more prayer into their lives. Because if we're writing for Jesus, we need to be praying, right? Uh, and then all of a sudden yes. I heard myself say, I had, you know, we have these moments sometimes, you know, it's like, oh my goodness. I heard myself say, perhaps it has something to do with our God-given personality. I'm like, oh, whoa, mm. <laughs> there it is, you know? And so I began oh, cool. this exploration of God's word. I'm like, so if this is true that we would potentially pray in different ways, because you've given us all different personalities, let me find this, Lord. And it was true. You know, I looked at Moses' life. He argued with God. We have two chapters or more of arguments with Moses and God as to why he cannot lead mm -hmm. the children out of Israel, out of, excuse me, out of Egypt. And then we have, you know, someone like Hannah who is crying out of her angst, you know, her pain because mm -hmm. she can't have a child. Mm -hmm. So she's lamenting with God. God answers her prayer. Next chapter, 1 Samuel 2nd, we see that she is giving praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. So just a very emotional kind of a makeup. And then, you know, then we have mm -hmm. uh, those who combined fasting with prayer and they had very disciplined kind of approaches to their prayer lives, you know, such as Ezra, mm -hmm. Nehemiah, mm -hmm. Daniel, and so forth. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so as I looked at these dozens of praying people in the Bible, their prayers, their praying practices, and then kind of even focusing on the life of Jesus, I see that there are all different kinds of ways that we can approach God. We different kinds of praying styles, uh, different times we pray, different places we pray. Mm -hmm. And that, mm -hmm. um, Perhaps mm. it does has something to do with our God-given personality. Mm. That's so cool, Janet. So when you were studying those different praying styles in scripture, was there one that kind of surprised you? Or maybe even somebody that's new to the faith? Is there one that maybe we wouldn't think of as prayer, but really is? Well, I perhaps... Maybe the one that I resonate the most with is uh, Paul. And I, I, in the book, I call him the on the run intercessor with every single letter. You know, mm -hmm. he begins it prayerfully. I'm praying for you. With the end of it, he offers a blessing or a benediction, you know, so we know he's praying again. Um, he's in difficult mm -hmm. circumstances. He's being chased. He's being abused. And yet he's offering up prayers in the midst of all that. And I'm not saying I'm this holier kind of Paul figure at all. But I did resonate with with the idea that um, as he saw the problems within the various churches, that he turned to prayer. So um, I call this the mm. problem solver. <laughs> um, someone who has a problem, mm. and maybe we are this kind of fix-it kind of people. We have this natural instinct to try to fix people's problems. But as we grow in our faith, perhaps we eventually learn that we need to take everything to the problem solver, our Lord God, you know, and so we begin to see mm -hmm. prayer mm -hmm. as a place where we go every time we see a concern, whether that's ours or someone else's. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we all have different personalities. Um, we all have different strengths and weaknesses. I know for me in 
all of my writing journey, I've been real authentic about my journey with anxiety. And so it's often my anxiety that leads me to my knees. You talked about a problem solver. Are there like certain patterns that should be in everybody's prayer life, no matter what your personality is? I mean, what do we do with that? Yeah, I, you know, part of my purpose in writing the book was to sort of take people off the hook you know, to, to let, let's approach this guilt free first of all. But I think Mm. if we completely allow ourselves to be off the hook in prayer and only see prayer as something that I'm doing as I'm on the run, you know, a quick help here, help there, (laughs) save me Mm -hmm. Lord. Um, that we're maybe missing at the actual purpose of prayer because prayer is less about answers and it's more about access. Yes, access to the living God Mm -hmm. who desires a personal relationship with us. And so if we're missing that Mm -hmm. whole component of having fellowship, that relationship with God, um, I think we are going to be hurting. You know, we are going to be in that place where we feel a vacuum. And that's what God wants us to do, simply Mm -hmm. to come with him with everything. Everything we've got, open hands, you know, mm-hmm. saying, here, here's my day, Lord. You know, I'm trusting you for this. I've got this mm-hmm. situation, this problem. I'm giving him over to you. I'm going to look for you throughout my day, and I'm going to ask you for your help. And then at the end of the day, perhaps mm-hmm. we get to a posture where we're thinking we can actually look back and see God's presence throughout the day and then say, you know, mm-hmm. um, here mm-hmm. I am, Lord, um, <clears throat> speak. Your servant is listening you know, and just wait for God's final words before we sleep. I love that, mm-hmm. Janet. Okay, so this is a totally new subject to some of us, this prayer personalities. I think I know the answer to this question. There's not one style that's better <laughs> than another, but what might be just real briefly the first step to even figure out, like, what is my personality type? You know, like, I hear these people, they're including all this scripture, they can go on and on. And that that's great. But that maybe isn't my style. You know? Yeah, or maybe, yeah, maybe it's the problem answer. But what would you say, besides getting your book? I mean, we definitely want people to get your book. So that, there's that there. But what is the first step you think in, in looking at your own self and, and what it might be? You know, when I was a, a younger adult, I became fascinated with uh, the studies of personality, you know, um, the temperaments, other kinds of personality studies, mm-hmm. Myers-Briggs, you know, big five, <laughs> you, you name it. And so what I what yes. I did was examined eight of those personality theories. And I think it's really important to emphasize that these are man-made theories and that if we truly want to know who we are, to really to dig into God's word and allow that to speak truth into our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but I looked at each of these eight that I think were, are some of the most popular everywhere from Greek temperaments to the Enneagram. Um, and we look at the underlying questions. You know, you can go online and take all kinds of personality quizzes, and they may not necessarily be reliable because we aren't often mm-hmm. the best assessor of who we actually are. <laughs> but if we look at the underlying question, so which, is, <laughs> which is what I look, what I did in the book was like, I asked the questions, you know, without specific answers they are like, they're like an essay question, you know, 
they're open-ended questions. And then uh, yeah. that can help lead us to learn more about who we are. In other words, how do we mentally process? Um, how do we make decisions? How do, how do we, you know, judge, you know, all of those kinds of questions? Um, how do we react with other people? Are we more introverted, extroverted, et cetera? Uh, there are many of those kinds of questions in the book. And, and for each of those, you know, um, mm. of each of those personality theories, then I offer like, okay, so if this resonates with you. Perhaps these kinds of prayer pointers would be helpful for you to, to think about or consider. So there are literally hundreds of different mm. kinds of what I call prayer pointers in the book to help people as they're resonating with, Oh yeah, I took the Myers Briggs, you know, and I was a such and such. And so I think this would, you know, this kind of praying style would work for me. Um, so there's a lot of freedom. Plus mm. I uh, do offer a, an online uh, quiz. It's called the praying personalities quiz. And that's at prayingpersonalities.com. Cool. And so people can do that, uh, can yeah. go there and then they can learn more about their praying personality and then, um, you know, decide if they want to learn a little bit more. <laughs> so I actually have two questions for you. Uh -oh. One of the first <laughs> things I hear universally from almost every mom is they're either morning people or night people. Now, when I learned about prayer, um, the rule was you were supposed to spend time with Jesus first thing in the morning. Well, that was easy for me because I'm naturally a morning person. I mean, Sarah knows this about me. I forget sometimes and text her at five in the morning. <laughs> yes. Anyway, but if my, if my prayer life depended on me praying for long periods of time at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night, I would not get far in my prayer life at all. So right. there's the whole guilt piece, like people seem more inclined toward one time a day or another. And then ha my second question is, what about you, Janet? What type of personality <laughs> in prayer do you have? And how did that play out in your parenting journey? And you now have grandkids. Uh, how does that play out in your life? Hmm. Well, I think the first off, the morning, evening person question, <laughs> uh, you, there is freedom. Yes. And we see that in Jesus' life himself. You know, we have a scripture that tells us that he very early in the morning, he got up and went and went to pray. And then um, we have scripture that yes. tells us that he went up the mountain, you know, in, outside Capernaum, and that he was praying all night long. He was praying uh, in in mm. crowds. He was praying, you know, in private places. He does admonish us, you know, in we have in um, you know the Sermon on the Mount to find a quiet place to pray. And for me, uh, my rhythm was to, uh, when I was teaching high school English <laughs> was to get up in the morning and to go walk and to pray. And that was a, a five o'clock routine that I was doing as well, Becky. Um, and mm. so for mm. me, it's so. I would go out and eventually was praying for an hour, hour and a half during my walk. So now that I'm retired though, and uh, I live with a man who is a night owl, <laughs> my high school sweetheart hubby. Yes. 
So things have changed in my life. You know, I, you know, we sleep later in the morning and just so I think personal rhythms, maybe we have something that's more instinctive just because of how we're made up. And so if a morning routine works for you, that's fine. But if evening routine works, that's fine. Um, I just, just hope that people develop a routine and that eventually, and this is the underlying purpose of the book, um, to develop a sense that, that you are with God all day long. Because um, I learned from my friend, mm. Jennifer Kennedy Dean, who wrote 25 books on prayer, you know, that mm. we... What we want to have is less of a prayer life. You know, I'm sticking prayer into this pocket or that pocket of time, but to have a praying lifestyle where we have that sense that God is with me all day long. Mm. You know, I I was a busy mom, four kids. I I worked a a job as a a full-time English teacher. It was hard. I totally understand the demands, but on those days when I got to the end of the day and I'm, I finally hit the sack, you know, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, God, there you are. I forgot. I'm so sorry. So um, what I began, I think for me, what prayer walking did was to develop the sense that wherever we are, there's a need for prayer. You have prayer walking eyes. Mm-hmm. And so I if love you, that. You, wherever you are, whether you're prayer walking or you're in the w- line of Walmart, There is a need for prayer and it's just a matter of just being, just kind of flipping a little bit of a mental switch there to understand that God's purposed us to be there in that moment. Look around, pray, and then be open to God's spirit leading you to, to help others with their situations. It's very helpful. Okay. I have a really short story. I want to give us an example. I was in a Christian college as a freshman and they literally had a prayer room in the bottom of our, our dorm. And I was very ambitious. And I thought the most godly people I know are morning people. I'm going to be this morning person. I'm not a morning person. Spoiler alert. And I get down, I get down to the prayer chapel and I lock it and I have my Bible and I'm trying to read and pray. The next thing I know, you guys, I don't know how long it was. I hear this knock on the door of somebody trying to get in. I had fallen asleep on the floor of the prayer chapel (laughs) trying, trying to read my Bible. You know, here I was. And I thought, you know, I think the Lord just wanted me to have a nap actually to start the day. So it was, it was just, I'll never forget feeling like such a failure, but also sometimes we learn by trial and error, you know, on uh, what we really are. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love that story, Sarah. (laughs) Falling asleep in the prayer chapel. So that was me. That was Okay, so in a serious way, Janet, um, I know that your book also includes a section on spiritual gifts, and I love that because I'm sure there's a lot of times. But how do those relate to prayer personalities, just generally? Well, I tried to explore different ways that we, you know, had God has created us differently, and so in in addition to. Um, examining those different kinds of personality theories. There also is a chapter, for example, on learning styles. Because, you know, like you just pointed out, there are morning Mm. people, there are evening people, right? Okay. Um, And there are some people taken audially, some people taken visually, some people are more kinesthetic. So I I take a look at those and I take a look at the generational praying styles. 
because I think that how we grew up mm-hmm. and what prayer looked to mm-hmm. us like in our childhood years or young adult years, that could be a big influence as to what might seem natural to us. And then I began to think, oh, my, okay, so how about all the spiritual gifts, you know, that that God has, you know, provided us, you know, perhaps there is a connection to prayer there and whoa, yes, shouldn't there be a connection to prayer and the way, you know, the way that we approach the use of our spiritual gift. Um, so I look at each of those and yeah. I examine them just, I just use scripture there. I didn't bring in necessarily other people's thoughts. I looked at the Greek and tried to try to discern ex- exactly what, you know, what's the intention of the gift and then how could, you know, prayer help mm-hmm. us as we use that gift as it's manifested within the church. I love that too. There's so much interesting stuff in this new book of yours, Janet. I can't (laughs) wait to get my hands on it and read it myself. But so another thing that I often hear from women is, well, I pray. You know, it usually starts like that. Well, I pray, but I can't tell if my husband prays. And, you know, Mm -hmm. story from my personal life, my husband is paid to be spiritual. He is the, he was a pastor for years. He is the head of a missions, you know, a mission. And basically, you know, his paycheck is tied to how spiritual he is. And when we're together in a hotel, he's like, I would far rather have a suite because I know you're going to get up at 5 a.m. And that is not when I want to pray, (laughs) you know, and his prayer life looks completely different than mine. So what advice right. would you give to women who are like, you know what, I want to bring prayer into my family. First of all, my kids are all misbehaving when I'm trying to have family <laughs> prayer time. My husband isn't really on board. How do I get these people to be spiritual? I think initially uh, it's a matter of, again, having that perspective that each of us does have a, na- a different kind of praying style and different kinds of praying practices and those praying personalities are going to overlap. They may seasonally change, you know, to give the, one another the freedom. For example, if, you know, you're a mom and you really want to help develop your children's spiritual lives, um, you are maybe uh, an outgoing person. And so it's natural for you to want to, gather all your kiddos around. My daughter has six kids. She, for her, the most natural kind of, and the most wonderful experience praying would be everybody praying together in the living room or in the van, you know, but to also recognize that your children, your um, husband, may be extremely introverted. And so praying in a public situation, um, even with you, maybe what he just Mm. needs is a little heads up. Maybe the kid needs a little heads up, you know, kiddo, we're going to, we're going to pray tonight when we're going to soccer practice in the van. And I'd like you to start it. Can you think about that and be ready to pray you know, so a little heads up just for those kinds of introverted people, for example. And then some might um, mm-hmm. truly feel unequipped 
they've maybe they just are just not word people. They're mm. more deed kind of people. All right. And so maybe you could just say, okay, here's a scripture verse, you know, let's learn and teach children, you know, how to use a scripture verse and then help it to jumpstart prayer or to have a written prayer. Written prayers are perfectly fine and they're great different kinds of anthologies of prayers that people can use so that um, each person in the family feel mm-hmm. as though he or she can contribute something. Mm. So Janet, looking back to when you were raising your kids in your home, can you think of a story about how maybe your personality type influenced how you prayed with or maybe for your kids? But any examples of that as a mom? Well, yeah, I I would say before I started prayer walking about 25 years ago, I would probably have considered myself a prayer failure. You know, I started those prayer journals um, and I, I actually have volumes and volumes of those prayer journals, but that's just not something that I do anymore. Um, lament, you know, they're full of laments. Mm. I, I want to go back there and I think I want to burn them because I'm not sure I want my kids to read them. Um, there was, a, there was <laughs> seriously, there was a lot of hopelessness in there in terms of, um, is our marriage mm. going to make it? Is our marriage seriously going to make it God? Mm. And then worrying, you know, over my kids as they were developing, getting a little teary here. Sorry, ladies. Mm. But um, and then trying yeah, the whole you note- are great. <laughs> the whole notebook approach where I'm trying to track and keep track of all those prayer requests and everything, and then I'm a prayer failure, God. But I think the most meaningful thing would be on the spot with with kids as they're, you know, they come home, they're in a mood. You know, or one of them's in a mood. One of them's just happy as a mm-hmm. lark and and the other one's just in a mood. And so you just find a quiet place mm-hmm. for a, sm- a short conversation and just say, you, do you want to share this? You, you got something going on? And I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Like, well, I'm just going to pray for you. I don't even ask people, you know, um, can mm-hmm. I pray for you? I'll, I'll just say, how can I pray for you? And then I just, just go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. So they, mm-hmm. they know that mom cares, mom's in it, mom's interceding for them. And they see a demonstration that um, wherever we go, <laughs> whatever we're experiencing, there's a need for prayer. And that that becomes more of a natural kind of a lifestyle for them. I, I thank you for your honesty, Janet. I I I wonder today... For all our moms who are listening, I I wonder how many of them feel like, wow, I'm a failure. You know, maybe they've watched the movie War Room and they think, I don't have a prayer closet. Or maybe (laughs) they're like, yeah, I don't even take a walk like Janet. Or maybe they're thinking, I don't listen to praise music. I mean, music really helps me in my prayer journey, but maybe they don't like music. I so what would you say to her about feeling like a failure? Yeah, I I think that um, it's a matter of just kind of exploring God's word, you know, really go to God's word as much as you can have, have that five minutes. If you can grab the five minutes with God and then allow that to speak truth into who you are about that. God loves you. God cares about you. He's pursuing a relationship mm-hmm. with you and he simply wants a little bit of time. And it could be a matter of five minutes. You read 
a scripture, if you can only read, you know, a short devotional page, um, then that can be what you need for the moment. And then to sit quietly, mm-hmm. hands wide open. Here I am, God. Here's what's on, on my plate today. You already know this, God, already, right? <laughs> um, but I'm going to give those concerns mm-hmm. over to you and then wait for another moment. Say, mm-hmm. what have you got for me, God? And then just be quiet and still. Five minutes. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me mm-hmm. that I remember that Susanna Wesley, you know, that John Wesley's wife, you know, she had a whole yes. castle whole passel of kids. I thought that there's seven kids or something. And then, but she would put her apron over her head. I think it was like 19. She put her apron over her head. Yeah. She put her apron over her head, you know? And, and so the kids knew, okay, mom's praying, you know, leave her alone. Um, if you have to, if you have to close the door, you know, and just say, you can tell your spouse, tell your the oldest kid, you know, mom needs five minutes. Um, um, I need my five minutes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then I will be there and help you all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about a lot today, Janet, and those of you that are listening, I pray you feel encouraged today by this. But Janet, where can our listeners get in touch with you? Where can they get the book? And where can they dive in to figure out, okay, what is my prayer personality? Well, um, they can find me on social media just about anywhere. Janet McHenry. My website is janetmchenry.com. And that fun little quiz that I referred to earlier is at prayingpersonalities.com. Okay. And we will have all of these links in the show notes. And I'm assuming they can order your book on Amazon. So we'll have a link. And we really want to encourage you to get this because like, I think no matter where you are in your prayer journey, just don't quit, you know, just keep hanging in there and trying, try to connect with God because he wants to connect with you. Janet, would you close out our time now by just praying for our moms, wherever they're at? I would love to. Father, we thank you so much that you have created each one of us uniquely. Each of us has a different personality. And though some of us can be grouped together, you fashion each of us differently and you love each of us for who we are. We thank you, Lord, for that God-given personality. And we thank you, Lord, that we can approach Mm. you no matter what our situation is, whether we're in an argumentative mood, whether we are in an emotional mood, whether we are in a headstrong, stubborn kind of a mood, Lord, whether we're in a hopeless kind of a mood. And so we trust you, Lord, for whatever comes in our lives. And we thank you for the opportunity to be able to have a relationship with you and that you care less about all of the uh, intricate problems that we have, Lord, but more that you want this relationship with us. You pursue us, you love us, you care about us. And so we thank you, Lord, for your presence in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, moms, thanks for joining us today. Remember, you are God's workmanship. 
You were created uniquely to bring him glory and to interact with him. And so I hope you'll join us again next week for another episode where we'll have another real conversation that will help you to connect with God a little more effectively, connect more empathically with your fellow moms and more intentionally with your child. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, all you moms out there, this is Becky Harling, and I love creating resources to help you connect more empathically with your child. One of those resources is a book that I wrote called How to Listen So Your Kids Will Talk. One of the greatest skills you can cultivate, really enhance that connection with your child is the skill of listening. So how well do you really listen? This book is loaded with practical ideas to get your kids talking and to help you as you listen. You can buy it wherever Christian books are sold. You can order it on Amazon or anywhere else. So I hope you'll get a copy of the book and put the work into listening to your child.